This is the podcast from Connection Community Church for this Sunday, November 20th, 2011. Matthew 25, sheep or goat. their subtitles. <laughs> compassion. Wow, compassion. So we're going to be focused on this morning as we look at the third and final part of the trilogy of stories that we find in uh, Matthew 25. Our, our question today is sheep or goat? Sheep or goat? Well, good morning again, Connection Church. Uh, we'd like to especially welcome the Union Lodge number five. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. It's it's great to see you again. And um, Pat Argo is a member of our church for a lot of years, served in Sunday school, did about everything. We had to get 10 people to fill his job when he left and married Jenna. We're happy to see you too. Welcome back, Pat, and thank you for being here, guys. Well, um, Alan and I, did you introduce yourself already? No, you didn't. Okay. I'm... I'm still Carrie. I'm still Alan. Good. Some things don't change. And we're two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? Almighty God, we thank you for today. We thank you for the celebrations of disciple membership, of of special guests, of every single person that's here today, so that we could praise your name, we could sing that you're mighty to save, and it's all about you. And... That we, we praise your name. And now, Lord, open us up to this scripture found in Matthew 25. Help us set aside some of the stuff, some of the distractions that we came in with. And focus on you and your word that's meant for each one of us. It blows my mind, Lord, that you can speak to all these people at once, but with a different message. And you do that all across the planet. Lord, we thank you for today, and I pray that we're changed and transformed by your word. Pray this in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit, and all of Connection Church said, amen. Amen. So our focus today is on compassion, and our question is sheep or goat? Kind of a strange question. What's it have to do with compassion? Well, we're going to find out because it comes from the scripture for this morning. Matthew 25. If you have your Bibles with you, please open them. Matthew 25, 31, 46. So if you have any one of those eye things uh, that would connect you to a scripture or your phone or whatever, if you have a scripture on there, that would be cool too. So um, here's what we're going to do. It's uh, Matthew 25, 31 through 46. Here's what Jesus says in this passage. When the Son of Man comes in his glory... And all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. So he'll put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. And then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance. The kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. And then the righteous will answer, Lord, 
When did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothing and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? And the king will reply, truly I tell you, whenever you did one of the least of these, whatever you did for one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you who are cursed into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes, and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, and you did not look after me. They also will answer, Lord, When did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? He will reply, truly, I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. That's a pretty intense scripture, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it's one of those scriptures. There's some scriptures we like to read because they're kind of feel-good scripture. We read them over and over. And then there's some that we like to kind of avoid. We like to gloss over. We like to pretend that maybe that wasn't what he really said. Especially when it involves eternal punishment and stuff like that. But there's not much getting around this one, is there? When we look at it seriously... And it doesn't take a a Mensa candidate to figure it out. It's pretty straightforward. There's not a whole lot of deep hidden meaning here. It's pretty pretty straightforward. And and, and here's the thing. I think you'd agree. I I think you would. I know for me. I want to be lined up with a sheep. How about you? If you're in the goat line, that's not a good line to be in. And, and, And the other part of this is Jesus makes it pretty simple. You don't have to be rich, famous, or brilliant to do what he's talking about here, do you? It couldn't be simpler. If they're kind of anybody can do them things, uh, not a lot of time, money, or talent things that he's talking about. <laughs> they're things like giving somebody who's hungry a meal. It's pretty simple. Uh, giving somebody who's thirsty a drink. Giving uh, a stranger a welcome. Giving somebody clothes who needs clothes. Visiting somebody who's sick looking to visit someone who's in prison. You know, they, it doesn't take a lot to do these things, does it? All, all we have to do is be aware of those around us, have compassion for those around us, be willing to reach out to those around us. So that's what we were about yesterday as we... Um tried to reach out into the community. 167 coats were given away. Um, But as important as people getting some warm clothing, children as well, um, they received a hot dog and hot chocolate, and they received love when they came here. And so that's a really big deal, and we've, we've got to do that. We have to be about God's business and sharing um, compassion with those 
around us, with our community. Here's what's another thing that's really important about this, this scripture that we read. The people who did these things that Jesus was talking about, you did this, you know, and they said, well, when did we do this? Um, the sheep in the scripture, they thought they didn't do these things because they thought they were just doing them for Jesus or they were trying to get brownie points for heaven, you know, the heaven points. They did these things because they had Christ in them. And that's a natural thing that flows. Christ in, Christ out. See, there's nothing we can do to get to heaven. It's just receiving Christ's love and being love in action. And that's what this scripture is all about. When Jesus told them that they had fed them, when they said, well, when did this happen? And Jesus said, well, well, when Jesus told them that they had fed him and clothed him and did all those other things, it didn't quite make sense. But then they realized that because they had done this for others, they did that to Christ. As followers of Christ, there's a natural thing that happens where when Christ comes in, Christ goes out. There really, it can't be disconnected, this compassion thing and Jesus in our lives. There's um, William Barclay. He's a theologian that we uh, read. And he says that when we're in Christ, there's a natural, instinctive, uncalculating reaction of the loving heart when we come in contact with others. And, you know, we have all kind of opportunities around here, like the coats. Uh, we started this bag thing. Rather than having a big food closet where we have tons and tons of cans, good files, it's so simple. You take a bag, you fill the bag, we give the bag for somebody who needs a bag of food. Like, it's a brilliant system. I think it's, I think it's awesome. We borrowed the idea from Cornerstone. It couldn't be simpler. You know, somebody needs food, here you go. What, what are the other thing we're going to start here? The shoes. Yeah. We're going to start this thing where you bring in your old shoes. Anybody got a pair of shoes in the closet they haven't worn in a year? Yeah. It's really simple because there's people, especially kids in foreign countries, who they, they get disease and they have to cut their feet off because uh, they get disease that can't be cared for and they could easily be taken care of if they had shoes and it wouldn't happen. Now, I mean, it doesn't take much, does it? It's kind of practical Christianity. Yeah, yeah, simple. Um, you know, the, um, the sheep didn't realize, even really, that they were doing these Christ-like things. They were just doing it. The goats, on the other hand, are those who fail uh, to, to help those who need it, who, who don't help the hungry, the thirsty, the, those in need of clothing, the stranger, the sick, the prisoner. When, and when Jesus said to them, that they had failed to care for him. They asked, when, when was it that he was hungry or thirsty or whatever? You know, and, and like Barclay points out, they seem to have an attitude that says something like this. Gosh, if we'd known it was you, Jesus, we would have done something. But we just thought it was some insignificant person who didn't really matter and wasn't worth helping. <laughs> and see, the point Jesus is making here is everybody matters. Everybody has worth. He proved that when he died on the cross because he died for everybody. 
And if Jesus thinks everybody has value and worth, then he calls us to have that same um, way of dealing with people as well. One of our core values at Connection is that all people matter to God. All people do matter to God. So if they matter to God, they should matter to us. And we saw last week, this Matthew 25, this is a real serious matter. What Christ tells us, I mean, these are the words of Christ that we quoted. It's very, very serious. Serious enough that Jesus speaks of eternal punishment if we don't behave like this. That, that's pretty big stuff. And so you say, okay, Carrie, so you said if I'm in Christ, um, it'll just naturally happen, but it, it's, it's not. It's not. How can you blame me if I don't have this heart of compassion? It's just not, it's not who I am. <laughs> well, I've got to tell you something. If you claim Christ and you don't have a compassionate heart, then I really wonder. Because you can't say Jesus is my Lord and Savior and I'm going to follow him and not care. That does not work. It's just like you can't claim Christ and not serve. You can't claim Christ and not give. When we claim Christ, we're wired to naturally reach out in care and concern for others. And then you might say, well, you know, last week, and we've talked about spiritual gifts here a lot, right? And last week we were talking about them in connection with the I serve thing. You say, well, you know, Alan, <laughs> compassion's just not one of my gifts. <laughs> well, duh. Of course, they're not everybody's gifts. We get that. That means you can't be compassionate? Let me ask you this. Not everybody has the gift of intercessory prayer. Does that mean you can't pray for somebody? Of course we do. We do it all the time. Uh, my main gift is faith. I know not everybody has the gift, spiritual gift of faith. Uh, to, of faith. That doesn't mean we're not all called to be faithful, does it? So that spiritual gift argument, hmm, I'm not sure that's working. In this case, perhaps it's not so much about the spiritual gift thing, but it's about being tuned in to Jesus and how he wants us to relate to those around How, if we're really tuned in to him, how can we not relate to those around us? And if that isn't happening, we need to pray a little bit harder and maybe read scripture a little bit more and tune into Jesus a little bit more fully. And so if that's something that is, is a challenge, sometimes it's a challenge for me. You know, I used to be a public health nurse. I saw a lot of things. It's like, oh, brick walls, you know. We need to pray. We need to pray for God to do spiritual surgery on our hearts. We need to pray that the scales are rolled off of our eyes, that our ears are unplugged so that we can see and hear the cries of God's people. We need to pray, pray without ceasing, that we won't be blind, that we aren't sick with this arrogance or this pride where it's so easy to turn our back on each other. We need to pray to God to help us with this. It's, it's so important. And the other thing about praying to God is, okay, God, let me see this person the way you see this person. God died for them too. 
God came to earth for them too. God, help me see the gifts. Help me see them as you would see. Let me see your face in them, God, instead of turning our backs on our brothers and sisters. Let me see your face, face of Christ in that person out there. Have you ever seen the movie Bruce Almighty? Yeah. I love that movie. I, I know it's irreverent and I know all that, you know, but it's, I love that movie. Anyway, at the end of the movie, there's a scene where, um, and there's a guy in the scene who kind of you see in and out of the movie. He's dressed, I think, in like a long, like a trench coat, overcoat kind of thing, and kind of disheveled and uh, looking like maybe he's homeless, maybe he's in need of something. Anyway, then there was some kind of a sign. And, and, the, and they focus real close in on this guy's face. And as, as, they, as you're looking at his face, his face morphs into the face of Morgan Freeman, who in the movie plays the role of God. By the way, now that's some kind of role, isn't it? It's like to have to step into those shoes. But anyway, he's... So, in other words, this guy in need, we looking at him and we end up seeing the face of God as far as the movie goes, right? Well, that's just a really awesome statement because that's exactly what, like Carrie just said, or pray, God, could you help me to see you, to see Christ in the face of my neighbor, especially my neighbor in need? Because I think basically that's what this passage is all about, helping us to see Christ in everybody, even in those uh, out there. Um, If we're able to see that, wow. And then hopefully couple some action with it. We're in the sheep line. And it's important to couple the action. You know, in the the book of James, James says, you know, faith without works is dead faith. Now, just talking about it doesn't get it. We got to act. We got to do something. But if we can couple that seeing the face of Christ in the person and then couple that with action, well, we're we're in with sheep. Otherwise, it's Goatville. Goatville is not a good place to be. And we can't pretend you know, we can't pretend like we're compassionate. Jesus, I, I'm in the sheep line. No, you're not. <laughs> he knows your heart. And, and, and you know, if, if we just don't have that compassion, we say, I'm Christ's father, but I don't know. We need to pray harder and say, Jesus, I need your help. I need to be more compassionate. I need your compassion as a part of my spirit. Challenges with some of this is that we try to take the easy way out. We might be faced with a situation and it's easy to walk away. It's easy to ignore it. And that Holy Spirit sometimes just convicts us. And, you know, God's not pleased when we turn our backs. Or it might be easy, like if we're at McDonald's, to, uh, if somebody says, hey, you know, can you give me five bucks? And, like, yeah, here's five bucks. Well, I'm going to tell you, don't give five bucks because. The, the better thing to do would say, hey, can I share a sandwich with you? Go in, take them, supersize it, bless them. And um, sometimes we give money out just to kind of say, you know, go away. And oftentimes the money isn't used the way it needs to be. Be Jesus to people. Do the hard thing. 
Look into their face. See them with Jesus' eyes and see Jesus in their faces. We have a great opportunity as Connection Community Church this season, this Christmas season, to... um, to help those in need through our Christmas outreach. You know, we adopt, you know, several families and and provide Christmas. And, yeah, we're, like, digging in our pocket, giving out money. Or we might go and buy gifts or those kinds of things. But this is important stuff to be the hands and feet of Christ in our community. Mm. You know, this idea of reaching out to others, we don't just find in Matthew 25. It's basically, that's what the whole Bible is about. I mean... When you go back to the Old Testament, some of the rules for agriculture were to leave the edges of the field, un, um, uh, leave the grain at the edges, so that those who were in need could come along the term glean, glean from the edge of the field. What I really love about that is not just simply a handout. It allows the persons to work for, and for that, what they need, but it allows an opportunity for them to get what they need. It's awesome the way God set that up. But we especially see it, throughout, like I say, throughout the script, but especially in the Gospels, because basically Jesus is just, I mean, that's his focus. That is, that's his constant focus. And, and, and he especially focuses on those who are the least, the last, and the lost. Occasionally you see Jesus having lunch with the rich and famous, but not too much. He always tends to focus on those who are kind of on the outside looking in, those who are on the fringe, those who are marginalized, those who truly are in need. He calls us to do the same thing, to follow his lead and to do likewise. This passage found in Matthew 25, verses 31 through 46, it just lets us know how serious Jesus is about compassion. I don't read this as a suggestion. I read this as a way of life. If we're in Christ, we'll have a heart of compassion. If we're not feeling it, then we need to ask God to do some spiritual surgery in our hearts. Following Jesus means caring about the hungry, going to the prisons, clothing people. It means welcoming the stranger. It means reaching out to the sick. Loving Jesus means showing compassion to those who Jesus would show compassion to. It's part of our mission statement, connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers. The life he offers is a compassion ministry as well, and it's a justice ministry. And so God calls us to do likewise, to care about everyone. So Matthew 25 is a uh, kind of a trifecta of stories. It gives us a glimpse of God's kingdom, gives us some insight into the kind of lives we're uh, to be living as followers of Jesus Christ, as participants in that kingdom of God. And the first week we looked at the ten virgins, the bridesmaids, and how some were ready and some were not when the bridegroom came for the wedding. And those who weren't ready were left out. They were left behind. And, and we asked the question that week, are you ready or not? And then last week we, uh, we looked at the story of the talents and how two guys were willing to risk what they were given and they were rewarded. And the one guy who wasn't willing to risk, well, he had it taken away. And we asked the question, are you going to use it or lose it? 
And then today we've looked at those who care for those around them, the sheep, and those who don't, the goats. And our question today is a real simple one. Are you going to be a sheep or a goat? Sheep or goat? We've boiled Matthew 25 down to three R's. Are you ready for Jesus? Are you risking for Jesus? Are you reaching out for Jesus? Three R's. Ready, risking, reaching. Can you see those? say those three R's with me? Ready, risking, reaching. Now's the time to kind of look deep and see where you are with this. We have time on the steps, time in your seats to pray. You can go back and pray with Bruce and Lisa if there's something that's on your heart dealing with these three questions or anything else. But it's important that we deal with this. It's important that we deal with this question, sheep or goats. And I pray that as Connection Community Church, we are one mega sheep fold that will share God's love in a practical way that will reach out when it's hard and will reflect Christ to a hurting and needing world, needy world. The scripture that we used are the words of Christ. We challenge you to believe it and to live it. Amen? Let's pray. Almighty God, this is indeed a very challenging scripture about the the ten virgins, the parable of the talents, and now the sheep or goats. Lord, I know that we all really want to be in that sheep line, but help us examine our hearts to see where we're at and make a change. It might be accepting you for the first time as Lord and Savior. Oh God, I pray that if there's somebody here who doesn't know you, that today's their spiritual birthday. God, if we're kind of stale, if we're feeling um, just disconnected and in this gray zone, help us recommit to you in a way that gives joy and a new sense of servanthood. God, those of us who are walking it out, push us deeper, close in on us more so that we might reflect you even more. We thank you and praise you today and all days and all of Connection Church said, Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at www.connectioncc.org. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life that he offers. Thank you.